Hello, I'm Phil Dobby and welcome to the first edition of the Executive Central Podcast. In this series, we'll examine training and coaching and understand how best to develop your skills and those of your organization to deliver on your strategies and perhaps to decide on what those strategies should be. Now, there's plenty to talk about today and uh, we're helped by Rob Barmer, the MD of Executive Central, to look at why training fails and how often it could be because you're targeting the wrong people. You might be putting all your money into training senior executives, which is important, of course, but what about your frontline managers? So um, so let's look at the size of the problem, first of all. I mean, do you think companies, Rob, are you know, often not getting the returns that perhaps they expect from their, their training investment? Oh, Phil, I think that's without doubt, that's absolutely the case. And I think that's backed up both anecdotally by the, the uh, stories that you hear, organisational development professionals, senior executives tell and and also then in it's backed up in academic research so uh for example um you know the the uh estimation is that less than 10 percent of uh anything that's ever covered in a training course gets actually applied in the workplace wow so if you like if you want to look at it that way that's effectively a 90 percent um lost return on investment well so why is that happening is it because people are saying well let's train for this just in case is it almost like contingency training or is it people thinking well we need this training for a strategy that never sees the light of day i mean what what's the what's the cause behind it yeah look i, I in the research there's there's about 75 years of research on this exact problem uh which they call the transfer problem why does the material that's covered in training programs not actually transfer transfer into application in the workplace. So there are actually a number of reasons that that this happens. Um, probably from my experience, I would say if you wanted to say the top three, you'd be really looking at the whole fact that training a, a training approach, particularly to management and leadership development, is really what we would call just in case learning. So mm. there's a, an entire syllabus set up in the program, and we're going to cover a whole lot of things just in case you might need them one day. So effectively, the person finishes the training and uh, is left to their own devices. So that's one very big one. Can I guess on another one? Because I've been through some of these training programs myself in you know in my corporate life, and I've been on big training schemes where the whole of the company more or less seems to have gone through it, or certainly you know down to a certain level. Uh, I must have just managed to scoop in at the bottom level on, on those training schemes. But the uh, but you know the we all did the same thing. It was like an out of the box training scheme. Uh, that perhaps hadn't had much thought about how it related to the company. It was just like, well, we need to do some training. Let's pick one from a list and uh, and sign everyone up to it. End of thinking. Yep, well, you've picked the you know probably the second one. I would have nominated perfectly. It's it's a real lack of alignment with the company's overall strategy and particularly the priorities that then sit behind those strategies. If people don't see the training or the development that they're doing directly linking to those things, then they really have a question in their mind, what am I doing here? And that's a very common response that you get from people who do attend training programs. What's the point of this? Is this just a tick the box exercise that can, you know, that we can sort of say we've done it now, move on. So does it need to be related to strategy then? Is that the is that the key thing? You need to say, well, this is what we're trying to achieve as a business. What training do we need to have in place? Uh, and I know training and coaching is a different thing, which we'll come to in just a second. But uh, however you're tackling it, you need to make sure people are up to speed on the strategy. And uh, if they're not, then the strategy falls apart. Is that the big issue? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's Well, it's one of the biggest issues. Uh, I would certainly say that um, any sort of development, um, uh, well, the development of 
training interventions or learning interventions, there needs to be a very strong alignment with not only the strategy, but what are the, the real needs and the problems that the business is trying to solve, both with itself and for its customers. If, if that's not in place, again, you tend to get this, we've got a syllabus of really interesting content, and that's great for my knowledge, but I have no way of actually putting that into practice or application in a day-to-day sense. Right. And it's got to be the right training for the right person as well. I mean, very often uh, it is people at the top, uh, the uh, you know the, the senior leadership team who are getting all of the training. In some ways, you know, if they've got that far, perhaps they need the training less than the people who are working their way up. But, but irrespective... Everyone's got different jobs. Surely the training needs to be specific to your role. And if you are developing a strategy, it needs to be how your role equates with that strategy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there. And in fact, there's a couple of really important points that you raise. So coming back to your sort of the, the all-in type of training, um, we, we call it almost like a one-and-done mentality. It's a let's get as many people, um, let's sheep dip them in this process and tick the box, it's all done. Um uh, obviously, that doesn't um, uh, address the need of it needing to be specific to people's jobs and therefore the relevance is not there and, again, things don't transfer into action. But you also touched on the the element of senior executives, for example, or senior levels of leadership getting um, a lot of development. Very interestingly, there was a, 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 a massive study done in Australia uh, that was released in 2016 called The Study of Australian Leadership, and it's really the first of its kind in this country um, uh, that's taken an in-depth look at, at about eight 8,000 organisations. Mm. Um, and what it found was that for every $10 that was spent on senior executive development, only $1 was spent at frontline management development and that came out as a incredibly telling figure now by the way we strongly advocate advocate of course for developing people who are in senior executive roles that's a very challenging place that they operate in but when you consider that probably 70 to 75 percent of the entire population of any organization is actually managed by a frontline manager mm. and those frontline managers have a massive impact on the perception that individuals have of the culture of their level of engagement their understanding of things like strategy then under investing at that front line is a massive issue for many organizations yeah i mean they are the people putting the strategy into action very often aren't they i mean it's the it's the practical side of your operation but the problem is i i guess very often because they are front line it's difficult to take them off the front line so it's difficult to find the time for training. Well, to, that's right. To be fair to the organisations, the organisational development teams and, and organisations that have tried to um, you know, deliver training to these front lines, there are so many people in frontline management positions that, you know, taking all of them out is, as you're saying, very costly and, and um, it takes a lot of time away from frontline operations. Um, and obviously just the raw cost of training that many people or developing that many people has always been an issue. So that's why it's tended to be the one and done, uh, let's get them all in one place, let's get them sheep dipped and all all sorted in the one go, um, uh, you know, is, has been the approach. Um, and, and, of course, that just fuels this issue of the transfer problem. Right. And all the money you spend on that is just not getting the returns, which is where we started this discussion. So I guess it does get down to that question about how do you develop a bespoke offering without it costing a fortune? 
Well, that's right. I mean, and this really brings us into the world of coaching. And this is certainly uh, the world that Executive Central's operated in for nearly 15 years now. And of course, that's been a style of intervention that's been offered at the more senior levels. Of course, there's heaps of research that shows that a coaching or a bespoke learning approach that's very individualized and context specific to to the work environment and even application-based, as coach is, it's all of those things, has a far greater return to the organisation because things get transferred. Um, the problem has, has been that to do that at the front line with that many people has not been a cost-effective option until now. Until now. So what's changed? Well, um, the from from our side, we saw we've seen this problem for fifteen years, Phil. Um, we've spoken with thousands of, of executives that we've had the privilege of coaching, and consistently, one of these issues that they raise is how do I get my strategies? How do I get my priorities that I'm trying to implement actually uh, applied at the front line? How do we get the rubber hitting the road? And it's always come down to you know middle and front line management just aren't getting it. So this is something that's a consistent theme that executives have looked at. So, you know, we've listened for a long time um, and we've thought, well, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could actually develop a coaching-based approach that can be applied at the front line? Right. And that's what we've done with our Coach Live business. We've created a frontline coaching option. And that can be done cost-effectively. I guess, it, you know, it, it, it will cost more than putting everyone in a classroom. But I guess if the... Uh, uh, if the success factor is uh, that you know the lessons learned apply to more than ten percent of training, I mean, what are you what are you aiming for? Eighty, ninety percent, or well, I guess you're aiming for a hundred percent, aren't you? Well, absolutely. Um, but wouldn't it be fantastic if you could get the much higher returns, like eighty, ninety percent? Let's say if we're putting a figure on it, but for a cost that was the same as what it would cost to actually do training. Right, and that's possible. How are you doing that? Well, so we set out to de to design an individualised coaching based approach, which we now call Coach Live, and which is has been launched and is now up and running and and is working for our clients, where we could provide individual coaching for a period of approximately six months for every individual frontline manager, but for a cost per head that was similar to sending them, say, on a two to three day training course. Right. Now the way the way we've done that is we've um, designed a business model that is really more about a, it's a volume-based business model as opposed to an individual-based business model, which you'd say executive coaching was. It's, you know, a one-on-one -on -one individual program. Well, we might be working with 50, 100 people within an organisation at a time. So clearly there's a volume uh, offset there. And we're utilising technology, video conferencing, um, online learning principles, um, concepts called learning nudges that enable us to actually provide that coaching, still individualised, still face-to-face, -face, but in an efficient way for both the coach and the coachee. So if you like, we've taken a lot of the high-end expenses and logistics from a, a coaching program out of the program to make them far more efficient, but still our principal objective has been it must be true to the principles of coaching, which is it's individualised, it's context-specific, and it's application-based. And that's what we've created with Coach Live. Okay. Well, thanks, Rob. And I guess the key takeout today is don't forget about your front line and think carefully before you sign everyone up to uh, an out-of-the-box classroom training session that's not tailored to your business or indeed the roles of the people sitting in that room. Uh, Rob, great to talk. We'll see you next time. Certainly will, Phil. Thanks for your time. Uh, Rob Barmer there from Executive Central. And I'm Phil Dobby. I hope this has been useful. Till next time, thanks for lending us your ear.